Shalom Aleichem, everyone. I hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful week. And this week's Pasha, Pasha Shmos, we begin a new Sefer. And obviously the most dominant personality that we'll have in the entire duration of the Chumash going forward is Moshe Rabbeinu. And we are introduced to Moshe Rabbeinu here. Perk Beis, we are introduced to Moshe Rabbeinu. Striking, take a look at the Psukim. Totally anonymous. We don't have, the Torah doesn't tell us exactly who his father, who his mother is. We don't know who his sister is. We understand that He's nursed by his biological mother, Yocheved, but unnamed. He's named by Basparo. And I think the Torah highlights his anonymity in terms of his, the names of his parents, because really Moshe, in a certain sense, in the Pshuto Shalmikra, has a dual identity. He's raised in the house of Paro. He's the prince of Egypt. He's the son, so to speak, of Basparo. He's named Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe, Kiminamai Mishisiu, by Basparo. On the other hand, he's nursed by his biological mother, by Yocheved. And she, too, is involved in raising him. And this is the tension, perhaps, that Moshe Rabbeinu grows up with. And wherein lies the greatness of Moshe? Why was Moshe chosen by HaKadosh Baruch Hu as the leader of the Jewish people? So I think with this, perhaps, suggesting this duality, he's a Mitzri, he's raised in the house of Para, but he's also raised as a Yehudi, so this dialectic of Moshe comes to the fore, first of all, in a very classic medrash that we all learned, all learned when we were small little children. Paro is suspicious. Maybe Moshe has his eyes on his malchus, on his leadership. He presents little Moshe with two piles, one of gold and one of coals. Which one will Moshe run to? Which one will he cleave for? And again, the dual identity, the gold of the house of Paro, the coals representing the abdus of and of course, Moshe is pushed by a malach towards Klaliso. But perhaps it's more than just a push. As we open up and we read, as we're told, Pasigir Aleph of Perak Beis, Vayigdal Moshe. Moshe starts to grow up. El Echav. And he goes out to his brothers. Who are his brothers? So then the Torah says something critical. Vayar Bisivlosam. He sees their pain. He sees their suffering. He sees a Mitzri, Maket Ish Ivri Me'achiv. He looks both ways, and then Vayach es HaMitzri, and he smites the Mitzri. Moshe steps up, defends his brothers, defends the impoverished, defends the victim against the persecutor. And then Vayetzei the very next day he goes out, once again he sees two people fighting, but this time it's not a Jew and a Mitzri, it's Shnei Anashim Ivrim Nitzim. And he tells the Russia, the aggressor, the persecutor, Lama Sakereyecha, why are you beating your brother, why are you beating, be, beating your friend? Why are you hitting your compatriot? And once again, defending the victim. Of course, we're told, the Torah tells us, that the aggressor Yehudi, the aggressor Ivri, is upset. He says, you want to kill me like you killed the Mitzvah yesterday? Moshe realizes he's found out, he's fearful, and he runs to Midian. And again, the first episode, when he gets to Midian, he's there. And the Benos Midian, the seven daughters of Yisro, are going out to, to feed their animals. Vayavo'u haroim. And these aggressor shepherds, male shepherds, chase them away. Vayigashum, vayoka Moshe. And Moshe once, once again gets up, and here's the key word, vayoshion, and he saves them. He saves the victims. Notice, day one was a Mitzri versus a Jew. Moshe steps up to save the victim. Day two... It was Jew versus Jew. And once again, Moshe defends the impoverished. Day three, it was Gentiles. It was Benos Midian and these Gentile Roim. And once again, Moshe steps up 
to defend the victim? Why was Moshe Rabbeinu chosen? Why was he the perfect person to go ahead and be the one who brings about the salvation of Klal Yisrael, who redeems them? He's the vehicle of HaKadosh Baruch and redeeming them from its rhyme. The answer is, because this is who Moshe was, Vayoshiyan. He is someone who's looking out for those in need, looking out for those that are impoverished. And we think of Moshe as Moshe Rabbeinu, the Nosein HaTorah, the vehicle by which Hashem gave the Torah. But perhaps even more important than that, or at least as important, is Moshe Rabbeinu as the Ish HaChesed. It's interesting. I spoke to the yeshiva this week and I told them, if the past 150 years, who was the biggest Lamdin, the biggest well-known Lamdin for all of Klal Yisrael? And the answer is certainly Rav Chaim Brisk, Rav Chaim Soloveitchik. But he's legendary, not only for his Limit HaTorah, that's perhaps what he's known for in yeshivish circles, but in Brisk, what he was most known for was his chesed. And on his tombstone in Warsaw, Poland, it says the first two words, Rav Chesed. He was all about chesed. And the stories about him are legendary, how people, vagrants, lived in his house, slept in his bed. He would take his salary from his the community, and he would never get home. He would always go to the Aniyim to the point that the community had to give his salary to his wife to make sure that his family's needs were taken care of. There was a major fire in Brisk, and a lot of the city was burnt down. His home was not burnt down, but he decided he's going to sleep in the shul. How could he sleep in his home, in his bed, when so many people are now homeless? This was the Lamdin par excellence of Chaim Brisker. This is Moshe Rabbeinu as well. There's no contradiction. Being the no Saint HaTorah, and being the Isha Chesed is all part and parcel of the same core idea. This is who Moshe is. This is how we are introduced to Moshe Rabbeinu. And perhaps this is exactly the reason he is chosen. So we have to focus. That is the core. That is what it's all about. Is that sense of Rav Chesed, Isha Chesed. And of course, the Limerat Torah being the Lamdin. But it doesn't contradict. It actually supplements and complements the idea of being Rav Chesed. Have a wonderful Shabbos Kodesh.